Stampede. Garner is in 216, recorded 211, 2024. Can the American people trust what they're being told by their government? Or what's worse, that news organizations responsible for telling the truth failed to fulfill their professional obligations? Well, in regard to the government, the people who have been re-elected for 30 or 40 years to office have a vested interest in preserving their power. And they're masters in manipulating the truth. If something is wrong, they can never admit responsibility. And they claim it's the result of the failed policies of someone else. Usually, it first begins with them denying what is wrong. Then, if presented with the facts, they'll claim ignorance and they'll need time to examine the situation. That's done in order to delay addressing the issue in the hopes it can be lost when new and different controversies come to the foreground. They must deny wrongdoing at any cost and declare they'll get to the bottom of who's really responsible for some malfeasance or official misconduct in our government. So successful politicians first deny everything, then they blame someone else, and finally they'll claim they'll need time to get to the bottom of the real problem. Often the politician who's accused of doing wrong will get in front of the camera and say he's being persecuted for something he didn't do. Of course, it's the duty of the press corps to pursue telling the American people the facts about any misconduct 
or report the failed policy promoted by a politician. But journalists have been corrupted to present a form of propaganda endorsing a politician's political affiliation, attempting to disguise with clever words the meaning of a true reality. I'm reminded of a congressional hearing many years ago when the director of the national intelligence under the Obama administration was asked if his national security agency was collecting information on telephone conversations between Americans. And he later was accused of perjury when he said millions of Americans were not having their private conversations listened into by the government. In other words, it was true. The federal government was listening to what Americans were privately saying on their phones. Some Americans believe if you're not saying anything unlawful or dangerous to the well-being of this country, then you shouldn't worry about the government listening into what you're saying in private conversations over your telephone. That it's the job of the government to understand who we can trust in this country. That it's not only correct that our government knows what Americans are thinking and saying, but that the people do it in the right way. You see, we shouldn't be allowed to question or disapprove of the way this country is being run, and a lot of Americans still believe that. We should accept what is being told us, that there isn't any reason to question what our government is doing or to surreptitiously listen to what we're saying in private. The government should identify who's unpatriotic 
and those who want to change our way of life. For example, the government issues all sorts of information regarding our country's economy. They say the country's healthy and actually performing above expectations, that we have prosperity and we should be content. Now, if that's true, why have there been organized attacks by people to loot stores or that a law enforcement agency can no longer arrest individuals stealing merchandise less than $500 from a big box store. As an elderly American adult, I can never remember organized groups of people looting stores unless there was rioting in the streets. And let me say this, looting and rioting in the streets in this country are an expression of dissatisfaction. And it's recently been happening with some regularity. Now, if there's really prosperity and the stock market continues to make new record highs, why are stores looted or people rioting in the streets? Perhaps there's reasons to believe the economic conditions reported by the government aren't true and that the American people are being lied to. Of course, maybe it's because it's considered acceptable behavior that maybe life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness aren't working anymore in this country. In other words, maybe the government is lying to the American people, attempting to persuade them that everything is all right, or even very good, when in reality, it isn't. Historically, governments engaged in foreign wars creating domestic inflation tried to prevent civil unrest by using propaganda 
or entertainment to keep their citizens from understanding what actually is happening. It's the old magic trick of distracting with the right hand what the left hand is doing. Take, for example, America's increasing involvement in two wars, the Middle East and the war in Europe with Ukraine and the Russian Federation. The facts are you can't run a bread and butter economy and a war economy causing increases in the cost of everything. In fact, our central bank and the U.S. Treasury have attempted to lessen the fears of the American public by saying inflation is transitory and they have the tools to combat inflation. Of course, the first line of defense used by the Federal Reserve is to rapidly raise interest rates to theoretically cool off consumption. But then the question becomes, unless that strategy isn't strong enough to hold back the demand to consume, the very process of raising interest rates becomes in and of itself inflationary. Raise interest rates 1, 2, or 3 percent, and if you don't slow down demand, you actually aren't making inflation transitory. You're actually making it embedded, and that the cost of a pound of butter that once was $3 now becomes $4. And the American people are eventually conditioned into accepting that new reality. The same is true for housing, but people will still be willing to accept that change. Now, I don't have to remind you our government is no longer solvent. In fact, it is in a historic debt to the tune of $34 trillion dollars. The stock market continues to make new record highs. Consequently, I'm reminded that the backside of inflation is something called a depression. Maybe embedded inflation becomes much worse. Maybe the government's debt increases rapidly. Maybe the stock market keeps hitting new record highs. All I can tell you is this. My grandmother, during the 1930s, lost her house, and she and her husband and her children lived close to poverty for the remainder of their lives.
I tried to predict our future, and many of the conclusions I come to are based on the way we behave. I believe if our government attempts to manipulate the truth, preventing the public from knowing or understanding what's actually occurring, then perhaps there's a reason to conclude something is wrong. I tried to listen to lots of government officials to try to understand not so much what they're actually saying, but the motives for why they're saying the things they're saying. I believe there are very clever people who work to preserve their positions of power and are masters of deceiving, or put another way, they spin the truth. The fact that many of the people who work in the federal government, staffers, writers, consultants, let's say in the White House, are educated at what are considered elite law schools in this country. Law schools like Yale, Harvard, Stanford, or similar institutions of higher education. In fact, many are chosen specifically because of their credentials for having degrees from those schools. Now, I don't like singling out individuals, but these people are very clever, and it's their job at all times to make what looks like at the top of our government, if not good, at least deceptively acceptable. And sometimes even to make mistakes or bad decisions better than they actually are. In other words, these highly educated lawyers know how to spin the truth. This is also true of people who may not be highly trained lawyers, but who are journalists, who follow the viewpoint of the owner of, let's say, a newspaper or media organization, and are required to spin stories for the benefit of pushing out certain ideologies. Now, if you have someone who's a clever lawyer from Yale Law School and who is exposed to the various methods employed by journalists to spin the truth, that individual is held in high esteem to run an important law enforcement agency for the security of this country. And the reason for that is when he's confronted with telling the American people what is actually happening, he never admits to something maybe being wrong or admit to misdeeds. Instead, he's a con artist a manipulator of the truth. The song is ended, but the melody lingers on. You and the song are gone, but the melody lingers on. The night was splendid and the melody seemed to stay. Summer will pass away. Take your happiness while you may Beneath the light of the moon We sang a love
wake of dawn You and the song had gone But the melody lingers on Regarding the 2024 presidential election, recently, on February 8th, President Biden gave a press conference at the White House regarding a 400-page document by a special counsel regarding Mr. Biden having stored government documents marked secret in his house and elsewhere spanning nearly 40 years. That investigation brought into question President Biden's mental condition because of his age. Now, if you listen to one of my previous shows, I predicted this year President Biden, during the August Democratic Convention for the nomination of the presidency and the November election would not be chosen. Joe Biden would not receive the nomination for that contest. Instead, I said I thought I knew who would be the nominee. Sadly, after this past February 8th press conference, I'm forced to change my belief in what will happen in August at the Democratic Convention in Chicago. Mr. Biden may not be a candidate at all. I'm predicting he is going to bow out of the presidential race before the convention begins and may, in fact, be removed from office. Events may eventually overrun his presidency and his mental health will be called into question, leaving Kamala Harris the vice president, to be called upon to perform presidential duties. That may be what will happen. But of course, other possibilities may exist. The war in the Middle East ends. The conflict in Ukraine is resolved. The U.S. Congress passes a continual resolution to fund the government. 
The $34 trillion debt is reduced. The stock market continues to make new highs. Inflation is dramatically reduced. America's southern border is sealed. And no major threat to America's security occurs. In that case, my present prediction might be all wrong. And Mr. Biden's apparent dementia will be resolved. And he gains the nomination for a second term as the Democratic presidential candidate. But don't hold your breath for that happening. I continue to believe this country is in deep trouble. And no matter how the American people are being deceived into believing everything is going to work out for the best, I'm predicting it won't. And major changes are coming. He never done it before. Am I blue? Am I blue? This week on Garner Isn't, the music you first heard was composed by Jerry Goldsmith for the 1998 movie U.S. Marshall, a cut of The Sinking Plane. Then another piece by Goldsmith, Swamp Search, 
Next, you heard the music by Marcello Zarvos for the 2023 movie Equalizer 3, Prelude, and then a cut from Nine Seconds, followed by two 1929 recordings from the Queen of the Jazz Age, Annette Hanshaw's Harmony Recordings, first a cut from The Song is Ended, and then to close, Am I Blue? Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.